Welcome to In the Deep. I'm your host, Catherine Ingram. It is a week before Christmas 2015, and perhaps by the time you hear this podcast, you will have come from spending time with your family during the holidays. In case that visit was difficult, as family gatherings can sometimes be, or in case the holidays have reminded you of old friends who are no longer in your lives for one reason or another, I'd like to say a few words about the nature of and the power of remorse. This subject has been keenly on my mind of late because last week someone I was once very close to, uh, in fact I was engaged to marry many years ago, a quarter century ago, died in a freak kayaking accident. We'd been estranged in the last few years and his death has brought up a swirl of memories and emotions, the most painful of which is the feeling of regret in my not having maintained our friendship and in my newfound realization that the reasons for that estrangement really paled in the recognition of the affection and admiration I had for him and have for him. I share this intimate experience with some hesitation as it is more personal than I'm comfortable with sharing, (laughs) but I I share it as an offering for you to take into your heart and as an encouragement to make amends if possible and if you feel you can genuinely do so with any loved ones in your life with whom you might be estranged or even just have some uh, have some separating difficulties. Sometimes making amends requires really nothing more than contacting the person and letting them know that you're thinking of them. You know, sometimes we don't really have to process the old stories of past hurts and infractions. We can just move on and let sleeping dogs lie. I know that such would have been the case had I contacted my friend before he died. I could have simply sent a friendly email and I know he would have welcomed that and responded in kind. So it is now my intention to let this remorse that now lives in my heart be a guide and a reminder to avoid such estrangements with loved ones in future. I may not be perfect at that, but... And also it is not to say that one has to remain stuck with everyone we've ever known in life and not move on from hurtful or abusive relationships, but rather to acknowledge that there are those with whom we have far more in common and far more shared love than we have discord, and that we take care not to abandon these, even if there are challenges within those relationships, or we sometimes feel hurt within them. Let's look clearly at the nature of remorse. What is remorse? Simply put, remorse is the sense that if you had known then what you know now, you would have behaved differently. You might not have said the thing, or you would have said the thing, or you would have behaved differently. If you could have acted in ways 
that had the benefit of your understanding of today, you would have not done certain things that resulted in remorse. But of course it's impossible to retroactively have understanding, even if we think we should have known better at the time. Understanding is often hard won. And herein lies the power of remorse. The disinclination to experience remorse is itself a self-protective mechanism because remorse is a dull ache in our psyche. When we see that due to pride or fear or judgment, we've shut a close friend or family member out of our hearts, and especially in the case where that loved one suddenly dies, we then are likely to have to now accommodate an ongoing sadness. It is a bitter cost of of pride and fear and judgment. And though time lightens these feelings, They leave lingering traces, they leave traces and tears that stand at the ready in difficult moments to come in life. One doesn't want to have too many of these piled up. And this brings me to a reflection on friendship. True friendship, in my way of seeing, is not just playtime with someone. It's not a business bargain whereby you're looking for angles and benefits uh, from a person to further your work or your life in some way. It's not necessarily beneficial in those ways. It may be, but it's not necessarily so. Friendship is an unspoken agreement, I'd say, between two people that allows each to relax in the other's company, to have a sense that you can really be yourself that your friend is on your side in this struggle that is life, not a competitor, but an ally. A friend is willing to have compassion in the original sense of the word from the Latin root to suffer with. A friend suffers our hurts with us and somehow provides a sense of sharing the burden or at least understanding our pain in it. A friend doesn't turn away from us when we are vulnerable or a little bit crazy or when we're just simply not in our highest vision. In fact, that is the time when the true friend shows up. I'll read a passage I like from the Irish poet David White that goes to this point. It's from a longer piece that he wrote, which can be found online with his name and the word friendship. Friendship is a mirror to presence and a testament to forgiveness. Friendship not only helps us see ourselves through another's eyes, but can be sustained over the years only with someone who has repeatedly forgiven us for our trespasses, as we must find it in ourselves to forgive them in turn. A friend knows our difficulties and shadows and remains in sight a companion to our vulnerabilities more than our triumphs when we are under the strange illusion we do not need them. Yes, and sometimes in our triumphs, we forget our need for our friends or we even sometimes move on and uh, discard friends, throw them away or, or, or treat them as inconsequential. Very foolish, <laughs> especially because... 
the hard times inevitably come. I'd like to close by saying that it is my premise that the only treasure there is in the world is the love we share, the only real treasure. Many people crave power in various ways, through wealth or fame or something, but really love is the only power that lasts. And it requires that we come to terms with remorse and forgiveness. And if possible, that we rectify situations in our lives that are causing turbulence in our hearts. I encourage all of us, and this certainly applies to myself, to commit once again to this understanding. And it is an understanding that is already written in bold within each of us, so we don't have to go far to find it. This has been In the Deep. If you'd like to know more about my work, book a private session by phone or Skype, or make a tax-deductible donation in support of these podcasts, please visit katherineingram.com. Till next time.